Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom podcast, and I'm your host, Rebecca Tabert Contreras. And today we're going to talk about the three reasons diets have failed you in the past and what to do instead, as well as what you think you need versus what you actually need. Ladies, let me tell you that this is going to be a powerful session. This is actually day two of How to Have a Rockin' Body and Honor God's Temple. I'm re-recording it for purposes of this podcast specifically to keep it super laser focused for you. However, I highly recommend that if you missed the first episode that you go back. I'll put a link to the show notes because this three-session masterclass was intended to build upon itself so that you can truly start to understand why it is that your diets have failed you in the past, why your uh, weight loss attempts have been short-lived, right? You've lost 20 pounds, you gained 30 back, you've been in that cycle for a long time, you feel frustrated in your body, you go to get out of bed in the morning and your joints ache and you know that it's because you've got extra weight. You go into the closet and it takes you three to five changes just to find something that is comfortable enough to start the day. You look in the mirror and you don't some of you just don't even recognize the reflection. You feel like you've lost yourself somewhere along the way. And yet you're super powerful and courageous and an action taker and you're driven. You've created success in so many different aspects of life. So it feels exceptionally frustrating that you've continued to struggle with your weight. Maybe it's also emotional eating. And so it feels frustrating because you can have so much success and joy in so many other aspects of life, and yet you've not yet gotten control of this. And you know that once you get on top of your health and your well-being, there's something in you that has this prompting, this knowing that once I get, if I could get this into control, once I get this into control, how much more could I be experiencing? How much more could I be giving? How much more could I be doing? Because you know that you were created on purpose for unique and greater purpose. And so these three sessions are meant to be tied together so that we can build on each experience or each um, knowledge that's going to really expose why things have failed in the past, not just from the diets, but from uh, the, like I said, the weight loss attempts and, and the, the schemes of the enemy. We talk about it all over the course of these three, three days. So I want to just impress upon you to truly like binge listen to all three episodes that are related to how to have a rockin' body and honor God's temple. And we'll go from there. So today, like I said, we're going to talk about the three reasons diets have failed you and what to do instead. And with that, let me for those of you that are newer to this podcast and you're not familiar with me, I am a former overweight atheist corporate girl turned fiercely fit, Jesus-loving entrepreneur. And I have my own God moment and uh, transformation 20-something years ago, a little over 20 years ago. Fast forward, because it was so transformational for me, not just from the... um, 
not just from a scale perspective, but it completely transformed my life. And the reason I want to share this with you and this tidbit, if you're not familiar with me, is because it will help give you point of reference as to how the these three days tie together uh, based on my own transformation and the fact that it, it, tra- it radically transformed the way I think, the way I felt, my uh, work ethic that I that God had created in me from a, a very young age, even before I knew him. Uh, allowed me to then with the newfound confidence change the financial trajectory of my life which at the time was just me and my son I was a single mom and so from the moment that God started to reveal to me that there was um, more for me when I chose to get control of my health that began a work in me that led from go also going from dollars looking for dollars for the, at the grocery store to building a corporate career north of six figures. The reason I tell you this is because it's an example of how powerful it is when we're able to release the distractions that are associated and tied to feeling discouraged in our own body, distracted by food, distracted by a poor relationship with food. Now, fast forward again, I left corporate America to follow God's lead to help other women transform. I ended up running a, um, uh, t- taking a boot camp from the park to a, a brick and mortar fitness business that I owned for 10 years, helped um, thousands of men and women, super grateful, and then transitioned again about 18 months ago, two years ago, completely online, working exclusively with Christian women because what I'm teaching over these three days is so foundational and understanding truly that is what allowed me to completely transform my life is having these perspectives and letting them be unapologetically rooted in God's word because that was my truth. And so now that's what I get to work with uh, Christian women, mostly entrepreneurs and executives, uh, because you are wanting to really uh, expand this aspect of your life because you know that uh, this is what is going to I talk about you know health is the is the the tide that raises all ships and I don't want to go too far into that analogy because I really want to keep this laser focused for you today uh, but I do believe that you have an understanding because I believe that you have found this episode for a reason um, and so with that I want to jump right into why the three reasons diets work and what uh, or why the three reasons diets have not worked for you, what to do instead, and what you think you need versus what you actually need. And the reason you've not yet understood this is because it's not taught. Uh, I would say 99.9% of even fitness programs that are more than just a diet or more than just a workout do not talk about the things we're going to talk about today. Uh, and so with that, I'm going to start with what you think you need versus what you actually need, and then we'll go into the specific reasons why diets don't work. So I'm going to reverse engineer it. There's a method to my madness, Uh, but to help explain what you think you need versus what you actually need, I'm going to share with you a powerful analogy that God revealed to me about 18 months ago, and why it's so important for you to understand this is because you were created on purpose for a unique and greater purpose, and you get to choose to be an active participant in that, right? You get to choose 
just like there's so many examples of like, for example, the example of the talents, there's so many examples in the Bible where God clearly wants us to be in action. We don't just exist for the purpose of existing and expect things to be handed to us in a silver platter. God does his part, we do our part so that we are in the right position and taking the right actions in order to experience the greatest potential of uh, what he wants for us in daily joy, in relationships, in our unique and greater purpose. And so for that reason, it's important to understand he's not going to force any of that on you. You get to do your part. I get to do my part. And part of that is stretching. And part of the the process in that is stretching beyond our comfort. And that stretch and that refining may be uncomfortable at times, but it's an important part of the process necessary in order to become who you need to be in order to withhold the weight and the responsibility of the highest potential of impact. So the words that God gave me for this is being kingdom fit. And the words kingdom fit is uh, the words he gave me to describe being I want to say radically, exceptionally uh, fit in mind, body, and spirit. Not just kind of getting by, not just mediocre, not common. We're not called to be common. We are called, we are set apart. And our lives, in order for us to represent the fact that we are set apart, not in an elitist way, but in a humbled way, a position of humbled strength, we we are not, we should not, I should say, I don't use shoulds lightly, but I am going to say it here. We should not look, act, behave as everybody else. We are to stand out. We are to be a reflection of doing our best, not perfect by any means, but doing our best. Are we diligently seeking him? Are we being honest with ourselves and transparent with ourselves. And uh, I want to say kind of, well, no, I was going to say not hard. That's not the word I'm talking about, but I mean to say, but it's sometimes his word, uh, it is a little bit disruptive. It is a little bit uh, hard to take in and understand from the perspective of he really does call us to high standards. You take the example of uh, forgiveness, right? Our nature doesn't want to forgive somebody that's offended us, let alone forgive them seven times seven, right? And yet that's the standard he calls us to. Make sense? And we'll talk more as we go on. I want to make sure I stay on track, but that's the example that I want you to be um, aware of. And one of the things that isn't being discussed is the level of health and well-being he calls us to be physically. And we'll take 1 Corinthians 2.16 as as an example. And it says that our body is the vessel for his spirit in us. Do you not know and understand that you are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you? 1 Corinthians 19.20 says, or or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. 
For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body, in your spirit, which are God's, right? And this is why I believe being kingdom fit is so critically important. Taking care of yourself in mind and body is not a someday. It's not meant to be. His word did not, does not call for it to be a must be nice or I'm too busy building my business or caring for my family or my kids or serving church or other people. All of those are seemingly great things and they, they not seemingly, they are great, amazing things and God calls you for those things also. However, being kingdom fit becomes the prerequisite in order for us to experience and give all he has for us to experience and all he has called you to give. Being kingdom fit is the strongest foundation in which to operate. It equips you to build the capacity to be fit in mind and body so that you can carry the weight of the unique and greater purpose that only you can experience and give. We have our common purpose and our unique purpose. Some of us are called into business and that is our unique purpose. Some of us, even for example, me speaking on this topic and God revealing to me uh, new levels of, of certainty and clarity that gives me boldness to speak on this topic and the importance of our physical body, even when it's not common, even when I'm going to do my best to articulate it and grace and kindness, and yet there will be people that will take offense to it. And I understand that. I also understand that this is my assignment, whereas somebody else's assignment might be helping people build funnels. Somebody else's assignment might be being an amazing mom in this season. I think our assignments evolve and change. I know that's been true for me over time. And whatever that unique purpose is for you, you are best positioned to have clarity and discernment and continually receive that clarity and discernment and direction when your body is in a healthy position. And we'll talk more about why that is. Um, We talked a little bit about it yesterday. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. When your body is in a compromised state, and again, not to the extent of being, you know, having some sort of disease, but even the distraction of your physical body, even the distraction of discomfort and disease, it's all degrees of variance from experiencing the best. It's not all or nothing. It's not 0% or 100%. I don't know if 100% is attainable in this lifetime because God says that We'll continue, he'll continue the work in us till the day he takes us home. But even if we're at 90%, and this holds true for so many things, you can use that analogy. Same with like using a, a more tangible example would be confidence. People think of confidence of either you're confident or you're not. That's actually not true, especially for those of you that tend to listen to my, my podcast. You are very driven. You are entrepreneurial spirits. You are strong, powerful women. You can't not be confident and make those choices. So of course you are confident. It is, there's a hindrance to your confidence. There is 
a, um, you know, a few degrees of variance in your level of confidence that your physical body impacts. Make sense? And so one of the visual analogies that God gave me, and this brings us back to uh, the core of the understanding what you actually need specific to being healthy, being fit physically uh, and emotionally, and um, having that sense of well-being, whether it's losing 30 pounds or losing 100 pounds, and you've been trying for years or decades, or maybe you've struggled your entire life, this is the analogy that God gave me to help explain and articulate why, uh, what you've been missing, I should say, in order to allow that shift that be sustainable. Because I know so many of you have worked really hard on diets at one point in time or on a workout at one point in time, and yet you gained the weight back. And why is that happening? So the analogy he gave me was a this visual of a traditional wedding cake. So I know you're listening on audio. I'm going to do my best to uh, explain it. But in our in my culture, and I know it's different for, for different cultures, but I would say a quote unquote traditional old school wedding cake has uh, builds as it goes, kind of like an Egyptian pyramid, except for there would be incremental, like it 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 goes in, it gets smaller as it goes up, if that makes sense. It's almost like there's steps as it goes up. So the the bottom step, the foundation of it is the widest and the strongest. And so the next layer up on that cake is not quite as wide. It's slightly more narrow. And then the next layer up again is again not quite as wide. It's a little bit more narrow. And then again, there's another layer a little less wide, a little more narrow. And depending on, on the variation of cake, there's, you know, some get crazy and there, there's many of that that builds up. But now that you have the visual of that, that wedding cake, let me walk you through it. So when we think about the analogy of truly being able to own a sense of health, well-being, and fitness, the first layer of this cake in order to achieve this complete picture of health and well-being that is the entire wedding cake, right? You want all of it. The first layer, the foundation, the biggest piece of it, because that is the strength that holds up the rest of the cake. That foundation is your personal relationship with God. And that personal relationship with God, and you might be thinking, well, I already have that down. I, I hear you. Let me uh, give you some insights that you might not have considered if you, will, if you will do me that honor. So that personal relationship with God, for those of you that don't know, because I know um, God is always bringing people to me that are uh, either not sure what they believe and or newer in their walk too, as well as women that are you know, that I look to as mentors. And so I love the, um, I love the breadth, I should say, of the, of the women that I get to um, spend time with. And knowing that, I know that there is a couple of you that might be newer in your walk and you may not yet quite understand what a personal relationship with God is. So l- let me just kind of preface that by saying that 
your personal relationship with God is developed by spending time in his word, by spending time in his presence, by spending time getting to know him and know his character. And it's on my heart to say that even somebody that has, you know, been in church for years, if you are not also investing time to personally know God, to personally be in his word, to personally build that relationship with him, then I would encourage you to uh, be receptive to the idea that you are, are missing such a huge component of what he wants for you. He craves um, r- relationship with you. And it is in that relationship that we are best positioned to hear from him. And it is that happens just like with any relationship. The more you put into that relationship, the more time you put into that relationship, the more uh understanding you develop over that person's character, that person's way of being, the deeper that relationship is going to be. And I don't know, for me personally, um, even though I'm so thankful for great relationships in my life, there, there's no relationship that compares to my relationship with God. With God. The, the level of depth and intimacy and um, it continues to evolve and expand. Uh, went and so I, I want to stay on track. So I hope that that is clear. I wish we were sitting at a coffee table because I feel like there are some questions related to that. So feel free to email me um, and let me uh, know if you have any questions. The email is just Rebecca Fitness at gmail.com. That's probably the easiest. So your relationship with him, your ability to trust him, your ability to lean into faith is the foundation for creating optimized health, sustainable weight loss, and your daily personal performance. Quick definition on the word performance, because as a former perfectionist, overachiever, I started to have a negative reflection on performance because that used to be a driver for me in corporate America. I was performing to get the accolades and to feel a sense of self-worth Whereas God has helped me redefine that word and understanding that every day he has given us is a gift. And it is an opportunity for us to be in relationship with him, to work on our unique purpose, and then to be in action for it in service to others. And so to the extent in which we are able to feel our best, be in connection with him, be kind of in flow with him is to the extent in which we're able to to do the best we can with that given day. It's just like a, it really is. You can think of it as like a theatrical performance. Their actors have some good nights and some bad nights, right? Something might be off or an athletic performance. They um, do all their preparation. They do a lot of training. They, they, uh, f- make sure that they're getting their sleep. They make sure that they're getting proper nutrients. They practice all the drills. They do all the things. And then when it comes to game day, they are in performance. They are applying everything that has led up to that. And our daily life gets to be like that. I believe that that gives us that 
perspective and that reverence. Now, of course, from a healthy position, it is also appropriate to consider like give yourself grace and uh, not be uh, you know, condemning or judging, or you're not doing it for the approval of anyone else. It's just when we understand the gift that we have in every single day, the gift that we have in the fact that the majority of you listening to this podcast are going to have a, a physical body that you have two legs, you have two arms, you have 10 toes and 10 fingers. Even that, I'm thinking about a, a friend of mine who recently unexpectedly went through this, this, um, like just, we'll have to have a, maybe we can get her on the podcast episode at some point in time, but bottom line is she was healthy and vibrant and now she has a partial amputation and she's not able to walk. She's beat every single odd. She is a warrior. They did not think she was going to survive what she experienced, it's, it's been a few months now, and yet she continues to beat every odd. The only reason I share this with you in this moment is, is that reference, that reverence to truly, not only do we, is not every day guaranteed, but our, your life as you know it today is not guaranteed. And again, we get to make sure that we don't take that in with any kind of fear or anxiety, just a simple reverence at, with understanding that Wow, it is such a blessing to get up and 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 live the life even if you aren't content with exactly where you are right now. There is a there is blessing in it. There is anyway, I want to make sure I stay on track. I think you get my point. So, uh John 15, 4 says, "Abide in me and I in you." When we are abiding in him, that is when we are able to really have the best access to his spirit in us. So that first layer is so critical. That is the foundation. And then the second layer up, not quite as wide, but still just as, um, just as important. So it's sitting on top of the, the first layer, right? That next layer is our thoughts and our beliefs, Proverbs 23, 7 says, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And there's so much to this layer for us to cover. Um, I'm not going to be able to do it justice in this one podcast episode. This is one of the reasons why I created the Kingdom Fit Method and Kingdom Fit Academy, the container for, for the method, is a six-month experience. But for now... I want you to be mindful of the fact that, like we talked about um, in day one of this episode, your, your thoughts focused on become your beliefs. Your beliefs determine what actions you will take and the choices you make over time is what develops your habits and your lifestyle. So as hard as this might be, whatever you're experiencing today that is, is good and that you want to improve, both of them is a result of your choices. And I know you might be thinking there are some extenuating uh, circumstances where you feel like you didn't have a choice or you feel like you didn't have it happened to you. And that really is for another episode. So 
I will, I will give you that the majority of what you're experiencing is based on your choices. And that is a good thing, sister, because when we are able to take that ownership and understanding, that gives us the power back to remember, to realize that, okay, so if my current uh, circumstance or situation or whatever it might be as a result of my choices, both the good and the amazing and all the awesome things that you've created in your experience and the things that you're not happy with, that means that those pieces that you're not happy with is also within your power to transform, to change, to create a different result, to create a different outcome. Understanding that it ties back to your thoughts, your beliefs, which then lead to your choices is the bridge that's going to help you get to where you want to be. And it starts with building the ability to recognize your thoughts, take them captive, just as his word tells us, and replace the thoughts that disempower you with thoughts that empower you based on God's word. That is the critical foundation. We talked about it in more detail yesterday. Uh, I shouldn't say yesterday, but in the, the first uh, session of this. And the, the bigger challenge, and I just want to, in case this is the only episode you're listening to, I, I want to kind of preface that with, understand, with the understanding that there are thoughts and beliefs that you have held onto for so long, they have become a blind spot for you. And this truly is where, yes, you can ask for wisdom from God. Yes, spend personal time with God. Yes, ask him to be revealing things to you. And also understand that he just might put a mentor or a coach in your path to be the the vessel to help you have greater discernment and clarity. It's similar to the painting on the wall that you, or the picture that maybe you put up 10 years ago when you moved into your home, and now you just don't even really recognize it. You don't even really realize it because it's just there. It's always been there. It's just one of the quotes that I heard recently was that we question all our beliefs except for those that we truly believe are true. You're not going to question that the sky is blue. You've decided that that is a fact. There are thoughts and beliefs that you have about yourself, about other people, about the way you see life that maybe don't align with your highest good, and yet you've assumed them to be so wired as hard truths that you're not able to identify that those very thoughts and beliefs are part of what has been working against you. Fair enough? So the third layer up, still with me, still got this visual of this tiered cake. The first layer is the biggest, the strongest. The second layer is not quite as wide, not quite as strong. The third layer up from that is your food, your water, your sleep, everything that is nutrition related. And to be clear, it's not nearly as complicated as the diet systems and so many product-based systems want to make it out to be. And that, um, and again, so much of that is just simply taught wrong, and we'll talk about that um, that more in just a minute. But this layer can negatively impact that second layer, and this is important for you to understand because this is another thing that is not talked about. Your food, your water intake, your sleep, and quality of sleep have a direct role to play in your hormones and how your body is functioning. And therefore, it will either 
enable you to have a good high performance day or it'll compromise your performance. Not only that, but if you're lacking clarity, because this also impacts your brain thought, it impacts your ability to manage emotions, it impacts your ability to effectively make decisions, to have clarity of mind. And so when you aren't, when these things are not dialed in, when you have a, you know, I, I, when I use the term diet, I mean just your, your way of eating. When your way of eating is predominantly packaged processed foods or you're overeating or you're undereating, that's very common also. Your body isn't getting the proper nutrients, so you can't expect it to get the fuel it needs to be able to do its best for you. And if you can't think well, and if you're distracted by dis-ease, it becomes a clog that gets in the, I, it's a, this is not a great analogy, but it becomes like a clog or, a, 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 yeah, a clog that sits in the, the pipe that is the connection between you and God. So every piece of dis-ease creates clutter or a, buildup of some sort. So does sin, right? Whether it be sin, whether it be disease, whether it be thoughts that don't serve us, all of those things add up. So if you have a hollow pipe, as an example, that is from your spirit to communicating, you know, leads from you to your communication with God directly, when those things are gunking up the system, the portal, and don't take, I don't mean portal in like the way of woohoo ways, but just this pipe, right, analogy, then you're not going to be in the position to clear. It literally is like a pipe. If a pipe is clogged, water doesn't flow through as effectively. What comes through the other end isn't as clean. It's not as direct. Whereas a clean pipe is going to, the water's going to flow fast. The water's going to be the same coming out as it was going in. Make sense? And so for that reason, it's critically important that you understand the nutrition, the foods you eat, the sleep you get or lack thereof, your daily water, just hydration, your ability to manage stress effectively, recognize it and manage it effectively, all play a role in your ability to then also be in relationship with God. Not just have a sustainable weight loss, but also be in relationship with God. Also be able to have clarity of thought and effective decision-making abilities. So then, now we're ready for the final and top layer when it comes to overall health and well-being. The final top layer is the workouts. Yes, or movement, whichever is appropriate for you. And yes, the workouts are important, but the reason so many women struggle to truly obtain this overall sense of health and well-being is because the analogy we just gave, the cake with the big foundation at the bottom of your personal relationship with God, then the second layer being not as wide, not as important, not as, as deep, I guess, as the first one, right? Is the, the, your thoughts and your beliefs because it impacts all of the above. And then the next one being your nutrition and your physical body and how you're caring for your physical body. And the next one being workouts. 
what is often taught and most women believe is that that paradigm, the cake, somehow is flipped upside down. Most women believe, because this is what you've been taught, that workouts and nutrition are the key to sustainable weight loss, that that is the most important thing. Workouts and nutrition is what you need to focus on in order to create health and sustainable weight loss. But if you look at our analogy and you visually try and flip up that, that cake upside down and make up the workouts or the nutrition the most important thing, everything else falls over. The cake falls apart, right? So of course, when you apply that to your health and well-being, if your focus has been the nutrition and the workouts alone, or the nutrition and the workouts as the priority and the primary focus without addressing the other layers, then your results are not going to be long-lived. They aren't sustainable. Is that starting to make sense? I'm hearing light bulbs coming off. I'm imagining that that is making sense. And so this is why I developed the Kingdom Fit Method that I should say, uh, for sure, 100%, we, God and me, God helped me develop the Kingdom Fit Method, is to be able to help Christian women have this understanding and really be able to not only get the physical result, I help you do that too. In fact, I, I, we create a custom result and I guarantee it um, that you'll obtain that. And many women qualify for the ability to lose 30 pounds in 90 days. There's a couple factors that I consider because I want to set you up for success and give you um, a goal that I know that you can hit. Uh, and while doing that, then I also equip you to build the foundation that provides the momentum and the sustainability for your long-term goals so that you are truly able to embody the sense of health and wellness so that that health um, your physical health is that tide that rises all ships and you are ex experiencing exceedingly abundantly above, like you've got even more in you. I've watched it take place in my life and I've watched it take place in so many of my clients' lives over the last, uh, you know, over a decade where it, it is so, it's almost like the physical result that's nice and that's great, but it almost becomes a side effect of all the other amazing things that happen when we get our health in alignment with where we truly are called to be. So with that, I hope that that is sinking in and I'm going to jump into the, the nitty gritty of why diets fail. And so the I mean, there's, there can be multiple reasons, but I'm going to give you the top three. So one is the process is not sustainable. So again, now I'm going into the, the three like tangible, practical ways that diets fail. And the first is that the process is not sustainable. An example that stands out to me is keto. Uh, and there's several other examples. So I'm not, don't give me hate mail if you are a fan of keto, hear me out. There is a time and place for diets of this kind to work. And I won't go into all the details as to when it's appropriate and when it's not, but there is a time and place for all, some of these diets, whether it be keto or fasting or whatever the case, uh, you know, 21 day fix or, or whatever. There's a time and place and most diets will work for some people some of the time. 
no diet works for all the people all of the time. So believing that it should work for you and it wasn't the right fit for you and or some of the what is out there might be effective for a short-term sprint is what I like to call it, but it's not been meant to, it's not even healthy for you to sustain it for a long period of time. For example, as of the recording of this, I have a program that is a quick jumpstart. And I'm very clear about, yes, you're going to experience, you know, three to nine pounds is, is, tip, is the typical average after I make sure that it's, it's a good program for you and what have you in seven days because you're, you're releasing toxins, you're releasing inflammation is really what that is, is all about. And it's all food-based and what have you. So, But my point is, even still, that's not something that you sustain for a long period of time. So when you choose to do something that is not meant to be a, for a long period of time and or not even healthy for you to do for a long period of time, if you don't know how to shift into a lifestyle process, then of course your results are going to be short-lived because the process that you used to get the result was not sustainable. So going back to keto because it's such a popular, more real example, it is. there are times where it's appropriate. There's research, for example, that shows that it really... Um, Removing carbs because carbs can tend to feed cancer cells can be very helpful um, in one of the tools used to uh, reduce tumor sizes, and, and I won't go into that today. So there is a time and place. However, for the average woman wanting to, I shouldn't say the not average, but that for, for a woman that's really just wanting to lose 50 to 7 pounds, 70 pounds or even 30 pounds or 20 pounds, when you are choosing to be on keto, if you feel like that is not something that you're going to sustain through the holidays, which is what I hear so often, if you feel like it's something that you have to start and stop, then I'm going to invite you to understand it's not actually working for you. Every time you go in and out of some sort of diet, there is also things happening in your hormones. I don't have, I, this, this isn't a place to go into it today, that are causing you to then every time you go back to do that same thing, you're in a more decompromised state and therefore it's not going to be as effective the second time. And also losing, regardless of the system, if you lose 20, 30 pounds, but then you gain it back six months later or a year later, I am going to invite you to consider that no, it did not work for you because your goal is a long-term result. Your goal wasn't to lose 20, 30 pounds and then gain it back again. And so the process in which you, so like shake systems as an example, whether it be keto or shake systems or what have you, if the process is not sustainable for you, whatever, when I say process, whatever method, whatever rules you have to follow in order to um, get the result that you want, whatever parameters you need to follow to be able to get that result in the first place, if that's not something you can see yourself doing for the next 5, 10, 20, 30 years, then of course your results are not going to be sustainable. What you sometimes is appropriate is 
using one of those types of systems to kind of get a jump start or change things up or what have you for a short period of time, short period of time. And then, and I know the next question is, well, how long is too short? How long is too long? I don't want to answer a generic question because you are not a generic person. You are an individual person with a very specific need. And so that would be something that you would want to identify for yourself. If you want help with that, let me know. And then, so if you're leveraging what I call a sprint, right, then you want to know how do you then to like change things up or get some motivation to have a the momentum to, to keep going. You have to then know how to develop a process that allows you to say, okay, I could do this. Like this is a lifestyle choice and I love it, right? Which is, again, part of what we get to do within my Kingdom Fit Method is build a system, a process that is getting you the physical results you want in a way that you're like, okay, I can do this. This is manageable. I actually enjoy it. And because we are able to, I'm able to help you do that without giving up your favorite foods, without spending hours at the gym. And so again, that's not what this is about today, but that is the difference between a quick fix that produces a temporary result versus shifting in a true lifestyle change. So the first one is if the process that you created to follow that plan and to get that result is not sustainable, then of course your results are not going to be sustainable. The second one is there's too many food rules that then result in self-sabotage. How many times have you thought, well, I broke a rule and then because I, maybe you blow it at lunch and then you feel like you might as well eat what you want for dinner. How many times has that happened? Well, I went off the rails today, so I'll just start again on Monday. How many times have you said, I'll start again on Monday? And so again, restriction does not lead to the results that you want long term long term because there's so many reasons to this but your mind is naturally like as soon as you tell yourself that you can't have something you just gave your brain a target to focus on and that's suddenly all you want and so highly restriction crazy rules ultimately lead to unsustainable results because you can grin and bear it for so long and then again if it's not lifestyle friendly it will backfire fair enough the third uh, reason that diets fail is that you may be stopping for good reasons so even when whether it's like for example going back to some sort of system if when you eventually, when you sustain a system, a client comes to mind, she was on a, a, a system, I'll, I'll say, um, with quotes around it, right? A very popular system. And the methodology taught within that system. And again, this woman is is a, like just an incredible woman. She's super smart. She's like successful and, and amazing and in all the phenomenal things. And so it makes sense that because the system is founded by a doctor, it, the belief is that, well, this must, be, this must be good and this must be the right way to do this. When reality is we also get to look at like drivers and motives and really just do your own uh, like continued, which obviously she did. That's why we got to work together. So uh, 
my point is, is that she held onto this system and this way of trying to do things for three years. So yes, she saw great results with that program in the beginning. And what she also then experienced was that by the time she came to me, she didn't even really realize she came to me because she had hit a plateau, which is common. And that's one of the reasons why you stop doing what you've been doing. You hit a plateau because your body has adjusted, adapted. There's so many different reasons to whatever it is you have been doing. And without knowing how to change it up so that you can start getting results again, it gets super frustrating. And of course, the, a lot of the response a, a lot of the time is for you to, to want to quit. And then you go right back to your ways of being from however long ago. So going back to this example of uh, my, one of my clients, and again, she's not a special snowflake. I can tell you, I mean, she is, I love her. She is pretty special. But what I mean by that is that her experience is not uncommon. It's simply a reflection of countless other women that I've worked on, worked with where she had followed the system for so long and been uh, at such a calorie deficit for so long and had such crazy food rules and restrictions in her own mind that she had held on to for so long, it developed almost a fear of food, a fear of the scale, a fear of all these things, a frustration that when she went to family dinners and gatherings, you know, she adult kids and they all get to, to see each other on a fairly regular basis. But whenever that happens, then she would stress over what food she was going to eat and what she could have and what she couldn't have. To by the result of working together was she realized she didn't understand how much restriction she was living under. And so she moved from what might be described as food jail into food freedom, where she started to understand, okay, I now know how to eat really whatever I want in moderation. We talk about, you know, your want-tos might change. However, when you are able to move from these foods are off like forbidden to, okay, I can have what I want, but I get to choose what really aligns with how I'm going to feel best, it's, it changes the game of life, sister. And so I started, I was sharing that story. I want to get back to the reasons, good reasons to stop is the point of that story was that that is a valid reason to start to get frustrated is into for for someone that doesn't um you know step out in that moment and say I need help figuring out what the next step is for me I need help to get beyond this right she did that and she invested in herself uh by investing in coaching without that it gets frustrating and you will want feel tempted to just kind of give up throw in the towel and then you fall backwards and before you know it you might be back to where you started or whatever the case may be, right? And so that becomes a slippery slope uh, when you get frustrated, when you hit a plateau, when you realize that the process isn't sustainable, that then becomes a slippery slope back to what caused your weight gain, the habits and the ways, the beliefs and the thoughts that caused the weight gain in the first place, right? And every one of those instances, those do not address the root cause for the weight gain in the first place, Right? So the process not being sustainable, the food rules being too extensive, you hitting a plateau and then not knowing why or not knowing what to do about it, right? Those are the reasons diets fail, the top three, I should say. And in each case, even then, 
it did not address the root cause for the weight gain in the first place. And it they do not teach you how to adapt a way of eating that fits your lifestyle. So that when you adapt a way of eating that fits your lifestyle, you don't feel like you need to take a break from it. You don't feel like you need to get back on track. It becomes a true lifestyle. It ebb and flows with holidays, events, whatever is coming up for you in that season of life. It gives you the, the knowledge and the power to know how to eat out without self-sabotaging, how to eat out while feeling empowered. It gives you the ability to understand that it doesn't have to be time-consuming. I'm thinking about another client of mine who uh, is in an executive position and in high-level, high-profile, and so she is in an office space, and we get to be creative about not just foods, but also what the work I get to do with women is just, I'm so grateful and so blessed because not only do we get to obviously focus on her health and her nutrition or well-being, but a part of that is in that, let me stick to nutrition for a second. How do we make it applicable for her in this season where she's in an office setting? She's in a like high demand, high profile. She's like, when you're, when you're, when you're really good and you're really focused and you excel, um, of course, more is going to be given to you. That's true whether you're in a high-level executive position or you're an entrepreneur. Uh, and so how do we make that efficient? How do we create solutions in that are reasonable for her so that she's not doing a ton of like food prep or whatever she might have been able to do in different seasons? Make sense? And then in addition to that, using her as an example, we also get to talk about like how do you reserve energy because that then impacts your emotional state, your ability to manage stress, your ability to manage decisions. And energy isn't just physical, it's um, time and attention. And so we get to, to uh, talk through and work through all of that. It's, it's amazing. I absolutely love it. And she's just done a phenomenal a phenomenal job that she has sustained. She's been a client of mine for a few years. Um, and again, she's phenomenal. She would have, she, I'm sure she would have done this regardless. And it is also true that the more she focuses on her health and this, the center of who she is, the more she excels. It's just phenomenal to, to be a part of and watch. Uh, so I want to leave you with this. Eating for weight loss truly is. And so this is what to do instead. I'm going to give you some insights and then we're going to wrap this up. Um, instead of choosing all these diets, I want you to understand that eating for weight loss truly is as simple as eating as close to the ground or the animal as possible with a given reasonable caloric balance. And that part might be a little bit challenging to um, discern. But if it were easy to do that, then being fit would be common and women would not struggle with weight. The truth is, is that it is common, it is more common to be overweight. Using the United States as an example, over 70% of the United States is overweight. And I really don't want you to be one of them. You were not created to be common, just like I said at the start of this episode. You were created to be set apart, to live a life full of abundance, and that includes health, wealth, relationships and impact. 
So when we aren't, we all get to look at that objectively. When we aren't experiencing what God, God's word says is for us, what is the block? What is the gap? What is the deficit? And we get to solve for that deficit. What do we need to put in place to bridge that? Because this is what I've learned as a coach is that you get to, I want it for every single woman listening to this episode. I want, I truly, God continues to reveal. I want to create, I am, I'm determined to create a movement among Christian women that normalizes being, the word that comes to mind is fiercely fit in mind, body, and spirit, that normalizes the uh, level of health and well-being that we are called according to his word. I want to normalize that, right? But I can't want it for you, right? You have to want it for yourself, and then you get to take decisive action towards it. Decision, Tony Robbins talks about, is not just a thought. It is followed by an action, he says something to the effect of that it's not truly a decision if you're not following through on action. And of course, you can't continue to take the same actions you've always taken and then expect a different result. So that is where Kingdom Fit Academy comes in. And I'm going to offer to you, I will drop a link in the show notes that you don't wait, don't put it off. Not because of any other reason except for you just know in your spirit, you know in your heart, you know in your nudge, you just need that faith of a mustard seed and the courage to take this stand for yourself. And when you click the link, uh, you will be directed to give your email address first so that you kind of get on the right, um, right radar, so to speak, and then you'll be given immediate access to book a call with me. And I want you to take action for yourself. My hope for you is that you take action for yourself and connect with me so that together we can decide, I want to know more about your specific goals, your specific challenges. And by that end of that call, one way or the other, you will have direction and clarity as to what your next best step is. And that may or may not be Kingdom Fit Academy, to be clear. Kingdom Fit Academy is not necessarily for everyone. It is for uh, the women that are committed to truly uh, taking that stand, taking that action, uh, being coachable, being in that place where uh, you know that this is going to be the, the tide that rises all ships and you can be excited about it and you can be eager and you're, you're ready to dive in, right? It doesn't um, require a lot of time. Uh, but it does con, uh, does require a, a level of commitment. And so we get to decide whether or not uh, that is something that you're, you're ready to do, wanting to do, uh, and we do that by getting on a call. But like I said, I believe in planting seeds. And so the goal of the call is that by the end of the call, you will have a clear next step direction. And if we are meant to work together, awesome. If I get to point you to one of my many resources, that is, is, is awesome as well. I'm glad to play a role. 
So with that, I'm going to close on out as always, if this has added value for you. I want to continue to tape these episodes without commercials and without those interruptions. And so one way that you can help me do that is by simply sharing it with a friend, post on social media, tag me, let me know that it was helpful for you. That helps get the word out. And uh, also please be sure to leave a review if you feel like I have added value for you today. All right, said with love and we'll talk to you next time.